Hello, ladies, gentlemen, and non-binary friends. Welcome back to another episode of Actors with Issues, where we bring you casual chats with the stars of TV, film, and Broadway. As always, I am your host, Juan Ayala, and today I am joined by an actor, writer, producer, comedian, a man of many hats, who you've seen in The Good Place, The Other Two, and currently starring in CBS hit comedy Ghosts as Captain Isaac Higgintoot. <laughs> it's Brandon Scott Jones. Brandon, welcome to the show. How are you? Oh my gosh, I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Um, so we always start with a um, quick rapid fire game. Uh, so we're okay. going to just throw some questions your way, see how many you can get through uh, in 60 seconds. And we'll start with coffee or tea? Coffee. Film or television? Film. Drama or comedy? Oh, I'm going to have to go with comedy. <laughs> uh, hero <laughs> or villain? Um. A comedy villain is the funniest. <laughs> uh, what's a movie that never fails to make you laugh? Oh, never fails to, uh, Clue. Same, good choice. Uh, Great, thank you. Never fails to make you cry. Um, Searching for Bobby Fischer or A League of Their Own. Uh, what actor would you want to have as a guest star on Ghosts? Um, I would love, um, I think I think if we could get Lin Manuel Miranda to play Hamilton, I think um, Isaac would oh lose his mind. Yeah. Uh, what's the last show that you binge watched? The last show that I binge watched, Nine One One Lone Star. And uh, what was your first non-acting job? Uh, I, uh, I Chuck E. Cheese. I worked at Chuck E. I was the I was the rat at Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> lastly. Uh, describe your most memorable audition in three words and memorable can mean good or bad. So I leave that up to you. Sure. Um, three words. Mm -hmm. Did not book. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Brandon, firstly, congrats on your well-deserved critics choice nomination. Um, oh my gosh. Thank part you. Of the association. So, you know, so happy to see you recognized. Um, the show deserved more recognition, if you ask me. But you know, with so much content out there, it's hard to get everyone into five categories. Um, and just on the total success and the acclaim of the show um, overall, I feel like it was a very much sort of like a sleeper hit. Um, mm -hmm. Just so many things don't get past one season, and Lord knows how many shows have like five episodes air and then get canceled or moved to another platform or online. So just seeing the success, the success of the show um, has been so great. I'm such a big fan. Um, so yeah. <laughs> thank you so much. First of all, well, thank you very, very, very much for your support of the show. It like truly means the world and very, very happy to be somebody who gets to, to represent ghosts at the Critics' Choice. And uh, also, yeah, we are so thrilled. We're so lucky that, um, we're so lucky that we know there's a lot of competition out there, you know, for, for, for your time as a viewer. And so the fact that our audience has started and has grown, um, it, I, I don't even know if we had expectations, but it, it's been so nice that, um, to see it, to see it blossom, uh, with the fans and everything. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Absolutely. So, um, I know that it was a couple of years ago at this point that the casting process started. It was all pre COVID, uh, which is like just a blur of, a. Of a time right can you even remember <laughs> right you know after the COVID lockdown started eventually you guys made the pilot by the fall by the spring you were picked up to series uh, but i'm curious what those in between periods were like for you so like during the lockdown um how did you keep yourself busy uh, especially as an actor when we're all kind of just like sequestered oh. at home yeah it's definitely um 
what's weird is like obviously the world was in chaos you know in in so many ways and so you know you're trying you're you're very much feeling that as an actor not even just an actor because I think you just like spend so much time like thinking about your emotions so you're definitely like sort of like just like feeling the energy of the world. Um, but as an actor specifically, I remember as disappointed as I was that we weren't gonna be able to make the show, there was this like little sense of like relief that um, I, I wasn't booking anything, but also um, it wasn't because there was there was nothing to book, <laughs> you know? And so there was this first time in like a while where I was like, I felt like I could I could breathe a little bit um, just in my career. Uh, I'm also um, I'm a writer as well, and I just happened to have a couple projects going at that time. So I was working on a TV show, and then I was working on a film. So that was sort of in that in between period. That's sort of what kept me busy, because I can be a little bit of um I don't use the term lightly, but I can be a little bit of a workaholic, and so not having anything to do was kind of again relaxing, but then started to really wear on me mentally. <laughs> yeah. And then um, during that sort of limbo period between the actually getting to film the pilot and then the series order, what was going through your head? Oh, gosh. Well, you know, I, I think what was going through my head was I can't believe how much fun I had. I, I was so, so um, just like wildly like blindsided by how much I instantly and I think the whole cast like really got on with each other and then Joe Port and Joe Wiseman our show creators and the whole crew we shot the show the pilot in LA and we were I, I just remember leaving that experience being like if this is the only time we get a chance to do this as a group it will be so bittersweet because it'll be a nice thing to remember but it'll also be something where you just feel like oh man you just know what it could have been and I think that thing that I was thinking about what it could have been was just getting to hang with these people and getting to hang with my coworkers, and because I really 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 liked them all and so it was definitely a lot of like pins and needles just like you no know, wondering if we were going to get another shot a shot at it and then um you know congrats on the renewal so you guys will be back for season two and uh, I love the little video they made of like all right now say we'll see you in the fall for <laughs> oh I... way of like revealing that to you guys that was so sweet it was really cute yeah <laughs> Oh so, my gosh. Uh, with the most recent episode, Thorapy, uh, mm -hmm. features a storyline with Captain Isaac and Hetty, and he tells her that um, he has feelings for Nigel, who's a, a British soldier character that we know. And it's basically like his coming out story to her. Yeah. So what was that whole experience like getting to, to take on the storyline with the character? Oh, well, I mean, first of all, I was. Um... It was it's such a well written piece. Like I I remember when the 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 Joes and and um, the the two guys that that wrote it Trey and John they um, just wrote such a great script and I read it and I remember laughing hysterically and moments and then being very very touched by it, the the nuance that they got as a queer person myself like you know I obviously had to I had to come out and um, for me um, you know a lot of people have, everybody's you know experience with that is different and for me maybe mine was a little bit more challenging at times. And I think to be able to have that moment at the end of the episode where we're really um, uh, unpacking what his I, crisis of identity is um, and the friendship he finds in a person that he's been living with for 150 years, I think was really, really, really touching to me. And um, I remember it, it, it was able, I was able to like, I don't want to say draw my own experience, but definitely feel like a connection to that material in a way that I haven't felt, you know, when you get asked to play Revolutionary War Ghost, you know, your personal connection doesn't necessarily like, you know, that, that bread, that little bell doesn't go off right away, but this totally did. 
and I think it's, it's, it's interesting, you know, it's, it's, for me, it was hard after 20 years. And this is something that's been hard after 250 years for Isaac. So I, I just hope we, I just, I just remember, and, and, and Rebecca Wasaki, who's my senior partner in it, uh, in that moment, just, we just really wanted to bring as much as truth as we could to it, even though it's this ridiculous thing with two dead people from different eras talking, <laughs> you know? <laughs> It's, it's so funny, you know, describing the show to people to like, yeah, well, there's like a hippie ghost, there's a, a Native <laughs> American ghost, there's, it's hard to explain, but it's like, you know, it's like, you just have to watch it. It's just, it's, yeah. it's so wonderful, really. And every episode has a tearjerker moment with the most recent one, um, uh, Ghost Writer. Mm. Uh, we ha we've had Roman on the show before, as well as Asher, they were on the show recently. Um, and, you know, just seeing that sort of generational thing that a lot of, a lot of a lot of everyone does that. I was going to say actors or people of color, but it's really just everyone that sort of that what your parents projecting their dreams onto you and all of that. And just it's so relatable. Every episode has it's like something that's like super relatable. And, and I think that's why people really relate to it so much and why they're so drawn to it. Yeah, yeah. I think that I mean, like, I think you hit the, the nail on the head. Like, that is such a great point when you think about <clears throat> You think about like the story that that Roman's character Sasapis was going through in that, and you're like, oh wait a second, that story of a pressure, you know, pressure from your parents is not just something that you're dealing with now. That is a, that is a universal story that has existed since parents and children were a thing, right. and I think uh, it's such a nice reminder. And I I think just piggybacking off of what you just said, it kind of brings the whole world, you know, the I don't want to. I, I, you know, we've been apart for so long because of COVID. It's so nice to have a show that reminds us how connected we all are and stories that can do that. And so if that's resonating, then I think we're, we're thrilled. And uh, with our show um, being called Actors with Issues, mm -hmm. um, you know, guests have talked about, you know, issues that they've dealt with and uh, overcome, whether it's like mental health or audition anxiety um, or more actor related things like um, typecasting, creating content, all of that. So does anything come to mind for you um, as an obstacle that you've overcome that you can share some insight on? Oh, great. Um, I think, oh, as an obstacle. Um, I, yes, I mean, there's there's tons of them. This is such a great question. Um, I would say that like the thing that I, I, I've had the hardest time learning, but I think has been one of the more successful um, tools in my belt or, or became one of the more successful things for me to lean on necessarily a tool was just the concept of being a little bit more kind to yourself when you can because there's so many factors especially when we're acting it's un it's unlike a lot of jobs in the sense that when you interview you could be the most qualified but you might not look like the person playing your father or you might not be the right type for something else or for some other reason or you might be too short or whatever there's so many x factors that go on um and uh, I think that if you can allow yourself to not personalize all those moments where you don't get something or all those moments where you feel like, well, I'm just never going to get it. It's, I think the, if you can show yourself some sort of compassion, I think it'd be, it, 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 it'll go a long way. And I think the easiest thing to do is, is to tr always try to find an outlet outside of this business that allows you to either express yourself or it allows you to have fun, turn your brain off and use your brain in a different way. Um, and I think that balance starts to, to really allow for a healthier, a healthier career. Yeah, absolutely agree. And that's definitely been um, a recurring theme um, throughout the show. I started the podcast um, right toward the beginning of COVID because I knew like, well, we've got nothing but time on our hands though. So. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well do this. 
and um we're around the corner from 100 episodes and i feel like maybe like 50 or 60 of those episodes folks have talked about like self-care self-love don't be hard on yourself don't take the business too seriously it's definitely just like a, a very common thing that so many folks don't realize is so common you know because it's yeah. a very lonely industry it is a very lonely industry and it can be. And I, I, I almost said too, the other thing is like surround yourself with people who want to do what you want to do and root for them. And if that's sort of what your community is, then suddenly that support system starts to feel a little bit more tangible and it feels a little less like out here and a little bit more like I can go someplace and other people will understand. Because I mean, I, I think if I was having a bad, I don't know how you are, but like if I was having a bad day, you know, I, th there's a very short list of people in my life that I at least grew up with that would have the full context for what an actor goes through on a daily basis. Yeah. And I think when you find other people in this business, I, I know some people get a little nervous about like, oh, well, it gets awkward when you're both up for the same gig or you're both, you know, rooting for each other's success, but then you're, you don't want to feel ever left behind. There's all those other things that kind of come in, but I do think it's important to, 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 to find yourself in a position where you can you can be rooting for others because I think if that, they can be doing it for you, then I think that rope becomes so much tighter. That net, that safety net. Yeah, absolutely agree. Um, and our just well, we do have to wrap up. Uh, but oh, yeah. last question, um, in ten words or less, what advice would you give to a young actor? Oh, um, if you want to do it, don't give up. There you go. And I know that sounds so cheesy, but um, I think so much of it is about persistence and always trying to get better. And I think the more, if you if you never give up, you will do it. Does that make sense? The only, the only option for failure is giving up. That's what I believe. Well, Brandon, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Um, for anyone who wants to give you a follow on Instagram, where can they find you? Oh yeah, sure. Um, they can follow me at, um, at Brandon Scott Jones. And uh, yeah. Follow me. I, I great. <laughs> I don't post that much, but I'm going to try to post more. And you can all follow us on Instagram, Actors with Issues. Give me a follow at Juaniala Official, and you can check out our full video interviews on our new YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Actors with Issues podcast, and listen on the go wherever you get your podcasts every Monday and Thursday. And don't miss Brandon Scott Jones and his hilarious co-stars on Ghosts Thursday nights at 9 p.m. on CBS and available to stream on Paramount+. Plus. I'm Juan Yala, this is Actors with Issues, and we'll see you next week.